for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. And I am joined by Jenna Taubel, the Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Hey, Jenna, how are you doing? I'm good. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Excellent. So last time around, we talked about inflation. Yes. And what that what it means when the Fed start messing around with interest rates. <laughs> what What is the good money moves topic for today? Yeah, so as much as we all hate to admit it, summer is very quickly wrapping up Uh. and that I know I'm so devastated by this as well. (laughs) And that really does mean that our kids are going to be heading back to school, which also means parents are going to be spending a lot of money on new supplies and clothes for their kids all at a time when inflation is high, right? There'll be be some sticker shock, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, according to the National Retail Federation, they did a recent survey, families plan to spend almost $900, so $864 on average on back-to-school supplies this year. That's a lot. That oh is a goodness. lot. And and that's for, you know, school-age kids, high school kids. And when you look at that as far as going back to school for college students and their families, that number actually jumps up to almost $1,200 in supplies. Just so, supplies. <laughs> yep. Yep. So overall, you, you know, school supply costs are actually up by about 7%. Um, clothing in and of itself has jumped 18% from 2021 um, and there's another survey that I came across um, from Credit Karma where they stated that 37% of parents with school-aged children stated that they're not able to afford back-to-school shopping due to inflation this year um, and nearly half of those surveyed also said that they would have to take on some level of debt to do this back-to-school shopping for their kids. So. I really don't want that to be the case for people in our community. I know it probably will be, but if there's still some ways that we can talk about, you know, how to keep costs a little bit more in control and still make some good money moves when it comes to back to school shopping, that is what we're here to do today. Well, fantastic. I remember a million years ago when I was going back to class in the fall and we had, you know, six kids in our family. And as you got older, we'd all pressure mom and dad to buy us the cool clothes. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of resistance to that. <laughs> yes. Just yes. because of the added cost that had with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess we'll just dive in then. Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for parents today when it comes to back to school shopping? Yeah. So I this is kind of like the easy way to get started with this and save yourself some money out the gate. So the very first thing that you need to do is really take a minute before you even go to the store and take inventory of what you already have sitting around your house, right? So look around your home to see what supplies you could use for the upcoming school year. You know, you probably have plenty of like last year's school supplies that you could reuse this year. Um, You can start kind of rounding up all the different office and school 
type supplies that you already own and kind of put them in a central location, maybe in a plastic bin or on the dining room table or, you know, whatever makes sense for you. And then you can really start to kind of make a list of all the things that you already have and then compare that to the list of the things that you need so that you can kind of go through and and decide, okay, well, I've already got like 8,000 pencils. I don't need to buy pencils this year, but we do need some new folders or some new notebooks, right? So that kind of helps you cut down that list of things that you need to purchase and kind of fill in the gaps with the things that you already have sitting around your house in plenty. So And you kind of want to maybe do the same thing even with like your kids' clothes, right? So start sorting through those drawers and the closets of all the clothes that your kids already have. Um, If it's stuff that they've outgrown and it's still in good condition, you know, you can always take those items to like a secondhand store um, or, you know, sell them online or something. Um, And then you can kind of use those funds that you've gotten returned back to you from those old clothes to purchase newer clothes. Um, I do that all the time with my youngest, um, going to those different uh, kind of secondhand stores around town here. Um, But once you kind of complete your supply sweep, you're going to have this much clearer picture of what you need to buy, right? So, and hopefully kind of going through this process, both with the different school supplies and the clothing and things like that that you need you'll really have, you know, it'll prevent you from having to buy so much extra upfront, which is just going to save you a lot of money, honestly. Um, You know, and one really interesting thing that I've heard some parents do as well is you can kind of like get together with like parents in your neighborhood or, you know, friends of yours or, you know, maybe coworkers that have kids about your same age and kind of do this supply swap with other families too. Um, You know, you probably have some things you don't actually need and maybe your neighbor does um, need that or or vice versa, right? So you can kind of coordinate with those friends, neighbors, coworkers and, and host like a school and office supply swap before you go out shopping for all this stuff too because then you can check off a few more things off your list um, and maybe help someone out in the process. You know, I mean, you just think of all the loose leaf paper that you maybe bought on sale a year or two ago that you're still kind of working through. You're never going to probably use all of that um, at home in your day to day, especially with everything being electronic now, right? You're not probably keeping as many notes on handwritten. You're putting them all in your phone. So you have all this stuff sitting around your house probably. I know I do. Um, You know, and then of course, you know, you can... You know, just get, like I said, make it a fun get together. Just take some time, go through it, make some swaps, um, and kind of see what you end up with. And, you know, really, but it's just really basically about using up all the resources you have before going out and buying anything new. I can just see this though. I I have five protractors. Who needs a protractor? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That reminds me of the hockey and the sports swaps that people do too. Yeah. Because of the cost of all this athletic equipment is so high and the mm-hmm. kids outgrow it so quickly. It's exactly. a great way to do that. And as the kids advance in grades, their needs change every year, it seems like, for the you know required supplies. Early on, it's Elmer's glue and dull mm-hmm. scissors. And later on, it's scientific calculators. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's a great deal. What else can the the parents of these school age kids be doing and thinking about, you know, to save money, obviously, as they head back to do this back to school shopping? 
Yeah, I so I think along with really knowing, kind of starting that out with knowing what you already have versus what you need, you know, it's equally as important to really make a budget for your back to school expenses. Um, it, you still need to know how much you can afford to spend, um, even though prices have increased and maybe you've checked some things off the list, you still need to kind of have a ballpark for that. So when you do this, you just need to consider all the, you know, supply costs, like we've already talked about the notebooks, pencils, you know, clothes or school uniforms, if, if your child needs those. But in this budget, you also really need to take some time to think about other expenses like lunch money costs, uh, sports fees any um, technology that's being required of your family to provide this year you know this this year and last year too you know my my kids both needed headphones that's new since they were in COVID. now everybody's done they still oh. do things on on their tablets and stuff in school now because that's kind of a, a tool that the teachers are using but that requires them to have headphones so that's something i i found interesting like i never I, would have had to do this 10 years ago but now that's a no. technology i mean you can get some pretty cheap but it's still a technology um, and like you said easy though yes <laughs> yeah and you mentioned those graphing calculators well yeah i mean those those are like a hundred dollars and they use them for one class one year yes <laughs> so if you can find somebody with a graphing calculator <laughs> they're not using i suggest you use it and don't buy a new one if you don't have to the subject of many rants in my <laughs> household i'll tell you that much and it has <laughs> yes. to be a very specific one as well yes i know i um you know accidentally bought the off-brand version of the graphing calculator and i was um my my oldest child was not happy with me because they had to learn differently than all the other kids so, <laughs> oops. it was still just as expensive though just fyi <laughs> i'm just thinking of, does not save you any money <laughs> i'm just thinking of the headphones that they're gonna have to buy what you know the beats or whatever the most expensive ones so you can be oh. cool while you're wearing your headphones oh yeah yeah i'm sure there has been many conversations in many households <laughs> around that as well <laughs> yes um you know, but some other things to think about when you're putting together this back to school spending budget, you know, are you going to make donations to your school's PTA? I know when we do back to school um, day, meet the teacher day at the schools, you know, there's always that opportunity to help fund the PTA and all of the cool things that they do for the school throughout the year. So also think about, are you going to be buying school photos this year? You know, those are going to cost money. Um, if your school is planning to have a book fair. That's I, you know, something to think about too. How much money are you going to give your child to spend money at those book fairs, or you know, any other back to school events that may have an, an entry fee? You know, sports, sporting events, things like that. Um, those are all things that you want to think about when you're thinking about back to school because it, while a lot of the bulk of that cost comes up front, there are costs that kind of trickle in throughout the year too as your kids are in school. So those are things that you just want to really be thinking about as you're putting this together so you can, so you're planning accordingly. Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's just all those school related expenses that will impact your budget throughout the year. So, um, and again, instead of kind of shopping for all of your kids' supplies all at once, um, you can sometimes save some money by spreading out some of those purchases over time. Like, I'm, you know, if you, you know, you can start buying school supplies before the back to school section is decorated 
at Walmart, right? They have those same <laughs> supplies in the office supply area, probably at the same or cheaper prices. So, you know, those are some things to be thinking about. If you know your kids are in elementary school, you're going to need markers, crayons, glue, you know, the, all that stuff. You can kind of start thinking about picking those up as you're making trips to the store so that you're not having to like do this massive bulk buy all at once. You, you can kind of spread some of that out over a couple of paychecks that way. I imagine you could go to these discount stores too that you know, they what they have in inventory varies all the time, but I imagine some of the things you mentioned, it's quite likely that they would have them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. It's like Christmas shopping. I should start my Christmas shopping in July. Yeah. My back to school shopping in April. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I'm not going to do it, but you know, throw it out there anyway. Yeah, I mean, somebody will take the advice and it will help them. <laughs> I know it won't be me. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll take a break and we will return with more tips on, I guess, saving money and you know, staying with your budget when it comes to back to school expenses. Mm-hmm. Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union with us. I'm Andy Brownell. News Talk 1340, KROC, AM and 96.9. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC, AM and 96.9 FM. Guess what? We went to the Twins game last night and Louisa Rice had three hits. Oh, yeah? We went to the day game last week. It's Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. It is Good Money Moves, and it's getting ready for the school year. A reminder <laughs> that fall and winter is on the way. Yes. <laughs> so, Jenna Tobble is here, First Alliance Credit Union. We're, I guess, asking you to provide us with some tips to save some money and and make this so it doesn't implode my budget. Yeah. Do, you have, uh, do you have some other ways we could reduce costs? Yeah. So, I mean, I, on top of all the stuff we've already talked about, you know, there are a lot of things that families can do to kind of continue to think about ways to cut costs on those back to school um, expenses. So, you know, we kind of mentioned earlier taking all of those clothes that don't fit your kids anymore to those secondhand stores. Well, you know, those stores are also great places to get a lot of secondhand items that are in good quality condition, but at fractions of the price that you would pay. And I think, you know, so I, and that could be something like garage sales, a consignment shop, you know, thrift shops. There's lots of different types of kind of secondhand places that you can get a lot of the different things that your kids are going to need from, you know, shoes and clothes to backpacks. Um, You know, sometimes even school supplies themselves are available at, you know, certain thrift shops, things like that, dollar stores. Um, but, you know, you can, if you personally can't get out and run around to all these places, but you know some friends are, you know, you can, this is something I've done before, you know, just ask them, say, hey, you know, I'm on the, I'm trying to find, you know, X, Y, and Z can, when you go to these garage sales this weekend, will you keep an eye out for me? Let me know if you find it and I'll pay back kind of thing. So yeah. there's lots of ways to take advantage of some of these things, even if, you know, running around to garage sales maybe doesn't fit in your schedule. Well, some you people know, love s- doing that too. Oh yeah. It's definitely a hobby for some people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's just nice to be able to, you know, it, you may not be able to get everything you need for your kid at one of these stores, but it can really, you know, make a big dent in the items that you need to buy and 
they're usually very affordable. Um, and like I said, dollar stores are also a great pay- place to look, especially for school supplies. Um, you know, they're going to have those basics, notebooks, pencils, things like, you know, those tissues and hand sanitizer that you have to now provide in the classrooms, you know, all at those more discounted prices. So um, another really great way to try to you know, save some money. And this goes against the advice that I've given before, but in this <laughs> case, it it's pertinent. So follow your favorite stores on social media and subscribe to their email lists. And the reason I say this is because most companies um, have back to school sales, right? So they're gonna send their loyal followers coupon links, um, give them advance notice on sales that are gonna be happening, which it can just kind of help you plan your bargain hunting a little bit better, right? So, you know, monitor your favorite, you know, kids clothing stores on their social media feeds and just see what opportunities come up or what coupons they make available to their followers. So in this particular case, there's a very specific reason to follow your favorite stores, (laughs) but maybe if you- Only this case. (laughs) Only this case. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you to unfollow them. But (laughs) yeah, so there's, so that is one good way to kind of, help kind of break down some of those costs as well is just be on the lookout for those coupons and those sales that are coming up, especially around this time of year. There's tons of them. Yes. Um, but also kind of spreading out your shopping across different stores, right? You don't have to go and buy everything from Target or Walmart and Amazon, right? You could maybe get a couple things there, but you, again, looking at those dollar stores, looking at the secondhand stores, um, office supply stores, wholesale stores, like you mentioned earlier, those discount stores, the you know, Costco, Sam's Club, they're all going to have those types of things that you need for your kid to get back to school. And you're going to find different pricing across all the stores. <laughs> so just you know, be cognizant of that, that you don't have to get everything in one place if there's better options to buy certain things at other places. And it's a really easy to do comparison shopping these days. I mean, that's the internet makes that very easy. You can very quickly find out how much notebooks are at all of those stores. So you can kind of you know add things to your list depending on what store you need to go shopping at that that particular day. But the one thing I will say though about you know something like a wholesale store like Costco or Sam's Club like we have here in town, um, those are definitely good options for saving money on tons of stuff, right? For larger families or multiple families that want to shop together and kind of split up some bulk supplies. Um, but those do come with a membership fee. And if the only reason you want to get that membership fee is to try to save on back to school shopping, that's probably not the best option for that because you're just going to be paying more. But if it is something that you already have or you're planning to use frequently beyond that back to school shopping timeframe, then by all means that I guarantee that you will, you know, it will benefit you in the long run um, to have to pay that little bit of a membership fee up front. But that's just something to keep in mind. Um, But really it's all about taking time to really do some comparison shopping to help you cut those costs. And while comparison shopping is always important, it's even more important when we're having a time of inflation like we're having now. Um, Every dollar um, doesn't go as far as it used to. Your purchasing power is more limited than it was at this time last year. And so the more ways that you can kind of find to compare those prices, make sure that you're not overpaying um, and really just take a little bit of extra time to think about what you're spending on and do you really need it? You know, can you, like I mentioned earlier, can you get it somewhere else cheaper? Can you, you know, do a 
a clothing swap? Can you do a supply swap? You know, those types of things. So you just kind of have to get a little bit more creative this year to kind of cut those costs when it comes to back to school expenses. Well, I mean, sounds kind of fun to have a little neighborhood <laughs> gathering like that. Yeah. And we're, we're not talking small dollars here. You really said, I mean, I'm going to rough about about a thousand dollars on yeah. average when you think about it. Yeah. It's not Trump change, as they say. Mm-hmm. All right. Getting ready to send the little ones or even the older ones back to school and saving some money. And while you do that, that's the topic today for Good Money Moves. And we will continue in a moment on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's no secret, if you work in the construction business, it's easy to get a job right now. But what's not easy is finding a job at a company where the... News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to Good Money Moves. School, start of school expenses, our topic today, and how you can save some money. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union is here. And Jenna, I guess, what else should our families out there listening know about this back-to-school shopping season? Yeah, I do have, you know, a few other tips and kind of recommendations for people to think about as they're trying to, you know, not spend an arm and a leg on school supplies this year, even though it's inevitable, it seems. Um, But I think, you know, when you are thinking about cutting costs, sometimes your gut reaction is to go and purchase the cheapest version of whatever it is that you're trying to buy. Um, But sometimes it's actually better to buy the slightly more expensive version of something because it's more durable and it's going to last longer. Um, So that is something when even... When prices are inflated and, you know, you do still need to take that into consideration. What is the, you know, the the product's kind of durability? Is it going to hold up all year long or are you going to have to buy the same thing in six months when your kid sure. wears it out? Um, and it's just going to cost you d- twice what you spent, right? I think of shoes all the time. I used to buy cheap <laughs> shoes for my kids because I'm like, they're just going to outgrow them anyway. It doesn't matter. But then I would find myself... Literally, in you know, three to six months after school started, I was having to go out and buy new shoes again. And so it was actually more expensive to do that than just get them the slightly more expensive shoe that was a little bit higher quality. So those are some things, you know, to think about, you know, the longevity of the item, you know, and even that even holds true for things like, you know, folders. If you buy thin paper folders, well, those probably aren't going to hold up as well as maybe a thicker plastic folder. You may end up having to buy more folders online and it would have cost you the same. You just had to spend now spend more time buying more folders. Um, you know, again, things like clothing and shoes, backpacks, those are all things to think about too. Um, because, I mean, if you have to purchase something again halfway through the year, you're not really saving money overall. So just really something to think about when it comes to it. You might be saving money up front, but in the long run, you're spending more and you're wasting your time at the same time. Sure. You now have to make two trips to the store. Um, and the kids tend to be a little rough on stuff. Very rough. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. So the other thing I want to um, kind of mentioned too is you know you get these big long lists of things to buy from your 
child's teacher every year of all these things that they want your student to have specific folder colors and specific number of markers you know all of these things and that's helpful because you you know it helps keep the teacher organized and make sure that every kid has what they need but in the reality of things is if you're struggling to afford all the items on that supply list reach out to the school and ask them what is truly needed versus what's nice to have and really skip purchasing those optional items up front if you if you truly can't afford it um you know get them the basics of what they need you know pens notebooks you know a folder and hopefully you know if down the road if you need to buy something else hopefully you can afford it maybe later or hopefully the school maybe has some extras somewhere i know at one point my there were some teachers that my kids had where they would just take all the crayons that everybody brought and pool them and ration them out throughout the year. And so it wasn't really a big deal that a couple kids didn't come to school with some crayons because the bulk of people did. So those are some things where if you really are struggling to afford those, you know, just have some open communication with the school and say, hey, I this is too much for me. What what do I actually truly need for my student to be successful in school this year? And that's okay. You can do that. Um, but on top of that, if that's really Really, really where you're at where you're really struggling to afford you know the basic things that your kid does need to go to school and you're first of all you're not alone um, as we mentioned school supplies this year especially are extremely expensive but then luckily we have a really um, good community here in the Rochester area where we've got a lot of local resources and organizations that want to support families with kids in school with programs, you know, I think especially about the United Way's Running Start for School program where they provide mm-hmm. free school supplies to families who need them. Um, and then, of course, there's the free and discounted lunch programs that you can sign up for. So that can save you some money there as well if you can qualify for those. Um, so just really take some time to look for those local resources and organizations that are available in our community to help you make sure that your your kids get what they need to get off on the right foot for school. So those are available out there. Um, you know, and I would also say, I kind of mentioned this earlier, <laughs> but you know, start shopping early before all the back to school items are gone off the shelves already. Um, it, because when you can do that, it just makes sure that you actually have the options of, you know, the more expensive versus the cheaper, but maybe higher quality. Like you have all those options available to you versus, well, now the shelves are picked over and I'm stuck with whatever's left on the shelf. And that may not be the best quality or it may not be the best price for you. So try not to wait until the very last minute, I ha- which I am notorious for doing, just waiting <laughs> till the last minute. And I every year I go, why did I wait so long? I don't, there's nothing left on the shelves. So don't do that. Don't be me, shop early. <laughs> um, and it just really allows you to really take advantage of those different sales, maybe use some coupons when you're shopping early as well. So there's a, there's a, savings in being a little bit more organized and prepared with your back to school shopping. Um, And the last thing I wanna say, um, I think this is important because there are gonna be a lot of families that do have to use a credit card to purchase the supplies and the clothing and things that they need for their kids to to return to school in a few weeks here. So if you do need to use your credit card, um, first and foremost, if you have like a rewards card that offers cash back, or some kind of points program that so that you can get a little bit back for some of the funds that you're spending. That's a great way to kind of help kind of cut those costs a little bit, especially sure. if it's a cash back program. Um, but 
overall, just have a good plan in place for how you're going to be able to pay those off over the next couple of months so that it's not you're not just making those minimum payments and falling deeper in debt. Anytime you're using that credit card, if even if you can't pay it off in full, have a really good plan in place for how you are going to get that paid off in a reasonable time frame so that it doesn't come back to bite you. All right, Jenna. Where do I find out more, I guess? Because I'm, I'm thinking a lot of what we talked about today could apply to just about anything if somebody yeah. were on a budget and looking for ways to save money. Just substitute pencils and crayons for another item you, everybody has to have, I guess. So yeah. we have some places where we can get some more information. Of course, yeah. I always encourage our listeners to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Uh, get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice there every week. Um, you can, of course, listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on carocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, and if you love our show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We would love to know what you think. Um, or if there's a financial topic or some questions you'd like us to cover on a show, please send me an, an email, um, marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And we're happy to answer any of those on our next Good Money Moves episodes. Um, but of course, you know, I really encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, they're here to help you make a budget, you know, manage credit cards, um, you know, whatever financial situation you find yourself in, our team is here to help you start making good money moves today. Well, fantastic. Thanks again, Jenna. And we'll talk to you next week with another episode of Good Money Moves here Absolutely. on News Talk 1340 KROC AM at 96.9. This is-